What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Around the NBA, a podcast where I give my thoughts on the latest news, transactions, teams, and players across the league. Second round of the playoffs are set to begin this weekend with all but one first round series already determined. That series being, of course, the Clippers and the Mavs, which game six is tonight, and we can have a winner by the end of the night. So make sure you guys tune in if you guys have been watching. It's been a great series. I'm sure you guys have. So game six is tonight. Could have a winner by the end of tonight. But since the second round of the West hasn't been fully set yet, I'm only going to give my takes on the e-second round for this episode. Once the West is officially set, then I'll release my episode. I'm giving my takes for that for those series for that second round of the West. All right. But before I get into my takes for the East, I just wanted to give a, a quick second appreciation uh, take <laughs> for these playoffs. I mean, they've been entertaining to watch. A lot has to do with the environment that the crowds are able to provide now that they're in their arenas. Now, I know some of these fans have been idiotic and belligerent with their antics, but it's still great to have them back for these games. I mean, we've seen the interaction between fans and players, particularly Trey Young in New York. I mean, that's what playoff basketball is all about, you know, getting your fans behind you, rallying within, you know, respectable measures. You know, you don't want to go overboard, but it's nothing compared to what we witnessed last year in the bubble. You know, that was very underwhelming and it was a shame, but it had to be done, I guess. I get it. But I just wanted to give a quick shout out to the playoffs <laughs> because they've been great. So with that said, let's get into these round two series, shall we? The first second round playoff series we have that starts tomorrow are the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Brooklyn Nets. And I am looking forward to this series because, man, did the Bucks impress me in that first round. They came out and played. They came out ready to compete and they just blew Miami out of the water. Now, I know Miami didn't show up, but part of that has to be giving credit to the Milwaukee Bucks and the way they played. I mean, from top to bottom, their starting five, their bench, it was just complete domination the entire series. Now, except for game one, because that was a close game, but man, they really, really impressed me that first series. I mean, the Heat, they were just flat. Jimmy Butler didn't show up. Bam Adebayo didn't show up. Tyler Hero should have traded him. <laughs> I mean, I look back and then you you think of the rumors of them being able to trade Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson for the likes of James Harden, and they refuse only for them to produce what they produced in that series. Man, I, I don't know. You know, looking back, hindsight is always twenty twenty for sure, but I don't know. I don't know if they regret trade not trading for Harden and, you know, sticking to keeping these pieces, but, man, they sure could have used Harden in that first round. And I had that series going at least six games. You know, I thought... They were going to be a lot more competitive in that series. I thought the Heat had a chip on their shoulders to prove everybody wrong that they weren't just some bubble fluke or bubble team or whatever you want to call them, you know, that they were worthy enough to make it to the finals last year. And that clearly was not the case. That clearly was not the case. And like I said, we had to give credit to the Milwaukee Bucks for the way they played. I mean, their starting five was terrific. Their bench was amazing. So got to give credit where credit is due. And the Milwaukee Bucks were just by far the better team. And, you know, they just outmatched the Miami Heat. They just overpowered them. And it was clear as day. And they got their revenge on the Heat from last year's bubble uh, series. So, yeah, 
Bucks, man, they look very, very good. They look very, very good. They look like a team that is hungry. They look like the team with the chip on their shoulders. Like, they're just kind of flying under the radar right now. You know, I don't think anybody, I think I can think of one person, that was Kendrick Perkins who had them coming out the East, but everyone's talk has been the Nets and the Sixers out East. No one's really mentioned the the Bucks, And even out West, you know, they've just been kind of, flying under the radar in some of these stories and some of these teams, you know, that they don't have that pressure of winning right now. And that could be the case. And that's definitely could be helping them. We're definitely going to see what they're made of in the second round and see if that first round series was more so them or was it just Miami playing bad? We're going to get, we're going to get a clear picture in this upcoming series. But if players like Bryn Forbes and Pat Connaughton, I can never pronounce his name, Connaughton, Connaughton, <laughs> let's just go by Pat. If Bryn Forbes and Pat show up the way they did in the first round series, yeah, the Bucks have a chance. And I know they lost Dante DiVincenzo. He's a very good 3 and D guy. It's going to be a huge loss for them, particularly in the defensive end, because that's another body that they could throw at the likes of Kyrie and Harden. You know, they're going to miss him, but, you know, next man up, you know, and they still have Drew Holiday. They still have some defensive pieces there that can compete with them. But I think the what wins them this series is going to be their bench. So if their bench plays the way they played against the Heat, they have a legit chance of winning this series. Now on to the Brooklyn Nets, who also had a fairly easy first round series against the Boston Celtics. I mean, no one had the Celtics even winning a game, really. So that was a surprise in and of itself. And if it weren't for Jason Tatum's heroics, they they would have been swept. So, and I mean, the Celtics, they just weren't very good this year. They were, their entire season was just a roller coaster of ups and downs and losing Brown was definitely devastating. So yeah, no one really had them competing against the Nets. So there really wasn't much to see in that series other than can the Nets just continue to play the way they've been playing? Simple answer is yes. <laughs> so, yeah, there really isn't much to talk about them there. So I think this, like I said, the series is going to be very good. I think the two key points of why the, the Bucks can compete in this series is, A, the fact that they weren't in a dogfight with the Miami Heat. You know, they closed it out in four games. They swept them. They kind of just cruised through those games. They, you know, wasn't very competitive, wasn't physical, so they really didn't exhort any energy in that series. And the second thing is their bench, because this goes without saying, the Nets have the better starting five in the entire NBA. So <laughs> what's key to the Bucks winning this series is going to be their bench and their shooting. So they have to play the way they play the Miami Heat, and if they can play the way they played the Miami Heat in this series... Like I said, the Nets are in trouble, you know. So I think this series is probably going to be a testament more of the Bucks than the Nets, to be honest, because the Nets, everyone's expecting them to come out and be the Nets in this series. But we still don't know the Bucks that we're going to get in this next round. So that's the same Bucks as last round. I'm telling you, this is going to be a very good series. I still have the Nets winning this series in six, possibly seven games. I mean... If the Celtics can win one game, the Bucks should definitely be able to win two, even if it's the Bucks of the past that we've seen in the last couple of seasons <laughs> where they just come up short every year. But 
they're still more than capable of winning at least two games in the series. So the series should at least go six games. And I have the Nets winning, but can I see the Bucks winning the series? Absolutely. I think they can win. I think they can win the series in six games, possibly seven. But it all comes down to how good Giannis is going to be and how good that bench is going to be. And is their defense enough to slow down two of those three-star players? Because if KD has an off night or Kyrie has an off night, James Harden is going to take over, you know. So they have to keep up with them with, through their bench and their shooting. And their defense has to be able to come up with some key stops down the stretch, which I think they also have the advantage over the Nets. Their defense is solid. They have some good defensive players. They're bigger than the Nets, you know, unless they play DeAndre Jordan, which they haven't. But the Bucks have the size on them, you know, so and their their bench. I keep saying their bench because their bench is going to be key in the series. So if the Bucks bench comes out and they play the way they play the Heat, they can definitely win the series. So again, I had the Nets winning in six, possibly seven, with an upset alert here in this series. But Nets in six. So the next second round series out east, we have the Philadelphia 76ers versus the Atlanta Hawks. And I think this is going to be a good series as well. And it's sad to say, but it's because of Joel Embiid's health is in question. If he was healthy, this, you know, the Sixers would, I wouldn't say blow them out of the water, but the Sixers aren't the Knicks. And I think the Sixers would win this series probably five, maybe six games max if Embiid is healthy. But they're saying it's a meniscus tear. They're saying it's a small tear. I'm no health expert, even though I'm a very injury-prone person. (laughs) And I've spent my fair share in the hospital and on crutches and all that good stuff. I'm no health expert, but from what I've read, it seems like it'll take about four to six weeks to recover from this without surgery. So if I'm the Sixers, I probably rest Embiid for this series. Even if I don't think I can beat them without him you know I don't think you risk him coming back early having even further injury because if you win this series without him you're going to need him in the Eastern Conference Finals and you're going to need him potentially in the finals if you make it that far so I don't think you risk him in this series against the, the Hawks so I think they should rest him and give him if it goes seven games it's two weeks so that's at least two weeks of rest right there and you see where he's at come Eastern Conference Finals time but I think they should rest him in this series and try to get him back to at least 80 to 85%. Because right now, I, he's probably maybe 50, 60%, if that. So I think they should rest him and see where that goes. So obviously, besides Joel Embiid's health, the other story that's going to be, I think, dictating the series and what determines the winner of the series is going to be the battle of the point guards. Okay, It's going to be Ben Simmons versus Trey Young and who can lead their team to victory. Because... Let me tell you something. If Embiid comes back, he's obviously not going to be 100%, right? And if he doesn't play, then obviously he's not playing. So regardless, Ben Simmons has to step up. Ben Simmons has to be that guy for the Sixers in this series if they want to advance. Okay? Regardless. Whether Embiid plays, and definitely if he doesn't play. Yes, he's got Tobias Harris. But Simmons has to be that guy to step up to lead this team to victory. Atlanta's already got that in Trey Young. Okay? Atlanta's got that. Trey Young, the way he played in that Knicks series was impressive, okay? They're not worried about Trey, all right? Atlanta has a good team. They were impressive in that series in general, just the team in general. And Trey Young was phenomenal. I mean, that team was, 
if you guys saw that series, like I know it was the Knicks, okay? <laughs> like I get that. But if you guys saw that series, it wasn't the Hawks were just so much better. It wasn't close. The Knicks just couldn't keep up with them. They couldn't compete with them. The Hawks were just that much better. And one of the main reasons is because they had the best player in that series and Trey Young. And it wasn't even close. I mean, Trey Young dictated that series. He dictated every game. He controlled every game with his offense, whether it was scoring, whether it was shooting, and his passing ability. Like, he just ran that series. He controlled that entire series. And the Sixers need Simmons to do the same thing in this next round. Because if he doesn't, they're they're done for. Whether Embiid plays or not, and especially if Embiid doesn't play, Simmons has to do more. Especially offensively. He has to be more aggressive on offense. And he's going to have to clamp Trey Young. He's going to have to clamp him down. There's no there's no way around it. He's going to have to. And I think he can. He's one of the best defenders in the league. I mean, there's Simmons can do everything but score. <laughs> and shoot. But that kind of goes along with scoring. I mean, he can score if he was just aggressive. He can get in the paint. He can drive. He just can get, he can get to the hole. But he obviously can't shoot free throws. He struggled with that. But he needs to be more aggressive offensively if the Sixers have a chance of winning the series. Because let me tell you right now, if he doesn't, if their best player is Tobias Harris, they're going home. Tobias Harris cannot be the best player and the Sixers win this series. He just can't. Okay? Simmons has to be the best player in this series for the Sixers to win. And it's that simple. Trey Young, he's got to, if Trey Young is dropping 28 to 30 points a game, getting his 10, 11 assists, Sixers are done. Simmons has to step up. He has to average at least 18 to 20 points a game, and he's got to get at least 9 to 10 assists. Yeah, that's kind of a lot, but that's what it takes for them to win the series without Embiid or with a health or unhealthy Embiid, okay, with an injured Embiid. That's what it's going to take, and I don't know if Ben Simmons has it in him, to be honest with you. So Ben Simmons has to show up, and he has to do things that he's never done before if the Sixers want to advance in the series, and I don't see that happening. He's going to show up defensively, okay? I don't know if he's going to be able to shut down completely Trey Young because the way Trey Young is playing, it'd be hard. But if he can contain Trey Young to just 20, 22, 23 points a game, 18, 19 points a game, okay, then the Sixers have a chance. But he has to do it on both ends of the floor. He has to stop Trey Young, and then he has to get his own 18 to 20 a game, which isn't a whole lot to ask. But if he contains Trey Young to 18 to 20 and he can drop 18 to 20, the Sixers are going to move on, but I don't know. I don't see that happening from him offensively. I can see it from him defensively, but I don't see it offensively, which is why I'm actually going with the Atlanta Hawks in this series. I have the Hawks winning this series in six games, maybe seven, because of Trey Young, okay? Now, I had asked this question on TikTok, where does Trey Young land among the top 10 point guards in this league, okay? I don't think he's top five yet. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to be a prisoner of the moment. I'm not going to put him top five because there's some really good, talented point guards out there. But he's somewhere along the seven to eight or seven to ten spot, which is what most people agreed on. Seven to ten is reasonable. Some people had him top five. He's not top five yet, but he's having a great playoffs run so far. I know it was the Knicks, but he was still impressive. And if he can lead this team over the Sixers, I know they don't have. Embiid, but they still have more than enough to win this series. And if he beats, if Trey Young and the Hawks beat the Sixers, and Trey Young puts on a show like he put on in the first round, I wouldn't put him top five yet, but he'd probably be six or seven. He'd be a lot. He'd be a lot closer to that top five. So 
Simmons has to show up. Simmons has to be the best player on the floor. Otherwise, Sixers are going home. It's that simple. And that is the reason why I have the Hawks winning in six. So there you have it. Those are my predictions for the Eastern Conference semifinals. I have the Nets over the Bucks, and I have the Hawks over the Sixers, which would mean we would have the Nets versus Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I know how that sounds. That sounds terrible. <laughs> that sounds pretty boring because the Nets would just cruise through that series without having any issues. But who knows? I think I think if Embiid is really hurt that bad i think the winner between the bucks and the nets are reaching the finals and it's that simple that's the eastern conference finals this year it's the bucks versus nets unless by some miracle Embiid comes back and it's the old Embiid. but other than that this this that series is the eastern conference finals so winner of that wins the eastern conference finals in my opinion regardless of who wins between the hawks and sixers because of Embiid's health now if Embiid comes back and he looks like Embiid, he looks like 100%, then we have a series, but we'll just have to wait and see. So for now, it's Nets, Hawks, pretty lame Eastern Conference Finals. I'm going to admit it, (laughs) but I'm just going off with what I have, people. That's it. All right. Sorry. That is it for this episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure to comment, like, and subscribe on wherever you're listening from. Please go follow on TikTok and Instagram at Around the NBA, which is all one word, underscore podcast. You can leave your questions and topic ideas there, and they may end up on the show. Thanks again, and I'll see you guys next week.